Hollow Mountain Publishing presents The Pond, book one of the Appalachian Storm series, written and performed by Diana Kilpack. Chapter 26 Refuge Oh, no. No, no. Please, no. Katie opened her eyes. Katie? Thank God. I'm going to get you out of this. Hold on, okay? Please, just hold on. The voice sounded familiar. Raising her hand to her eyes, she felt a sticky residue in her face. The sun had lowered, causing the temperature to drop. Shivering, her teeth chattered. Cold, she mumbled. I've got you. Just give me a minute. I'll get you warm. Darkness enveloped her once again. Opening her eyes, the first thing she felt was warm. She was on a small bed next to an old-fashioned fireplace. The fire hurt her eyes as flames danced and popped. Turning her head, she saw a figure crouched down beside her. Recognizing him, she reached out and touched his hair. Jackson? His head jerked up. He reached out and grabbed her hand. Katie, I thought I'd lost you. Her head in a fog, it was hard to speak. I've missed you, she said softly. Shaking his head, he raised her hand to his lips. What are you doing here? Again, he shook his head. Here we go again. You are avoiding my questions. There was something in the back of her mind warning her about something. She wrinkled her brow, trying to remember. Go to sleep, Katie. We'll talk later. Reverting to old habits, she closed her eyes. Trusting Jackson was as natural as breathing. Katie opened her eyes. The small amount of light was streaming through a dirty window. Looking around, it looked as if she was in some kind of one-room log cabin. The room was so small the bed was touching one of the old wooden chairs pulled up to an old rough table. It had a dirt floor. The fireplace dominated the room. There was a small walkway between the bed and the kitchen table. To the side of the bed was an old-fashioned wardrobe with a hinge missing. Sitting up in the small bed, her eyes unfocused, her body gave a small sway. A deep throbbing in her head caused her to raise her hand. She felt material wrapped around her head in a makeshift bandage. Looking down, her wrist was wrapped as well as her leg. She could see dark brown spots where blood had soaked through the bandages. She heard steps on some kind of wooden porch outside before the door was opened. Sunlight made her eyes squint as the dark figure walked into the cabin. When the door shut, the cabin was plunged into semi-darkness again. The figure walked in and placed wood by the fireplace. Turning, he sat down on the floor facing her with his back against the wall. Hello, Jackson, Katie said quietly. Nodding, Jackson's features stiffened. His eyes guarded. How are you feeling? I'm a little sore. My head still hurts. Looking around the room. What is this place? He sat for a moment, not responding, before giving a small shrug. I found this place several months ago. Absently rubbing the bandage on her wrist. What happened? His eyes narrowed. You don't remember? Katie frowned. When she tried to remember, her mind shied away. No, I don't. Glancing up, she caught relief dance across his features before it settled back into a mask. Do you realize this is the first time I've seen you in person? 
A slow smile spread across his face. Hello, Katie Johnson. It's nice to meet you. Katie's stomach rumbled, causing heat to rush to her face. Sorry, I'm a little hungry. Jackson jumped up. No problem. I was hoping you'd be hungry. Heading for the door, he grabbed the handle. Turning back around, he paused. Are you needing to relieve yourself? A quick nod had him walking back over to her. Helping her up, he walked her to the door. Looking at her bare feet, he picked her up and carried her out to the outhouse. Sorry about the accommodations. This is the best I could do. I'm pretty sure I can walk, she grumbled. I'll tell you what. I'll get your shoes and put them just outside the door. This way you can walk back. Nodding, she shut the door. When she re-entered the small cabin, she saw Jackson had a small table full of several different kinds of meats. Sitting down, not wanting to embarrass herself, she resisted the urge to shovel the food in her mouth. Jackson watched her closely. What are you waiting for? Nothing. I know you're hungry, so dig in. The food was making her mouth water. Picking up a large turkey leg, Jackson held it under her nose. I know you want it. Not able to stand it any more, she grabbed the leg and started wolfing it down. It didn't take her long before everything on the table was gone. Jackson smiled. Finished? He got up and started cleaning off the table. Now her body wasn't demanding food. She was embarrassed not only over the amount, but the speed she consumed it. I'm sorry. Jackson paused. What are you sorry for? I don't know. For being such a pig? Katie, you just went through a traumatic accident. If you were completely human, you'd be dead. The wolf spirit inside was the only thing that kept you alive. He sat down beside her. Don't apologize for the animal characteristics you display. That's a small price to pay for everything it has done for you. Listening, Katie's eyes began to droop. She tried not to yawn. Jackson got up. It looks like it's time for you to go back to bed, sleepyhead. Trying to protest, she lay down and was sound asleep within minutes. When she opened her eyes, it was dark again. Her head no longer throbbed. How do you feel? Katie followed the voice and saw Jackson in his usual spot sitting on the floor. His eyes had the guarded look again. Better? Are you hungry or thirsty? No, I don't think so. Good. Jackson nodded his head. Do you remember anything? About what? Jackson got up, frustration marring his features. About what happened before? Before you got hurt? Katie wrinkled her brow. She had a sense of foreboding when she tried to remember. She shook her head. Is it important I remember? Yes. Jackson ran his fingers through his hair, his frustration evident. Look, let's do something different. Jackson, I have a lot of questions I would like you to answer. It's been driving me crazy not knowing things about you. The guarded look was back in his eyes again. Katie, I promise I'll answer all your questions, but you're going to have to wait. I've been waiting for quite a while, Jackson. She got up to face him. I believe I've been pretty patient up until now. Believe me, Katie, I want to tell you, but you're still going to have to wait. She raised her arms. What are we waiting for? You. You're waiting for me. Yes, I'm waiting for you. He smiled, walked over and put a strand of hair behind her ear. Hurry up so we can get this over with. The wait is driving me crazy. Katie swallowed. He was such an incredibly nice-looking guy. He was standing so close to her. 
She could feel his warmth radiating from his body. She immediately became aware of how alone they were. His stormy eyes held hers for a minute before he slowly stepped away. How about we play chess? Katie groaned, letting the tension she was feeling drain away from her body. What is it with you and chess? Hey, all the great ones play chess. Besides, what else are we going to do in this place? Katie looked around the small room. What was I thinking? You have got to be the worst chess player I have ever seen. Katie glanced up. What? You have to let someone die, Katie. No, I don't. If you keep moving, trying to protect everyone, you'll lose the game. The smaller players are expendable. No one is expendable. You can't move around very well if you're determined to keep all your men alive. Katie grinned. Haven't we had this conversation before? Obviously, you haven't taken my advice. Where did you get this philosophy anyway? Katie looked down and picked up a pawn. Sam, she shook her head smiling. It used to drive David crazy when she did nothing but move the players around so they wouldn't get hurt. A small tear appeared in her eye. She was the most caring, loving person I have ever known. Katie stopped, realizing she was describing Sam past tense. Staring at the chessboard, her brows knitted together. She slowly raised her head and looked into Jackson's guarded eyes. A deluge of memories flooded into her. You killed her, she said softly. Katie, listen to me, Jackson said desperately. Following the sound of his voice, her eyes rested on him. You! She jumped up, ignoring the chair as it crashed to the floor. You killed her! Katie, it's not what you think. No! I trusted you! She brought up her arms, trying to block his words with her hands. Even after Candace, I still trusted you! Jackson reached out and grabbed Katie by the shoulders. Let me explain! Struggling, her only thought was to flee. Let me go! Strong bands came out of nowhere and wrapped themselves around her arms and legs. Unaware of them at first, she was only fighting Jackson's grip. When he let her go, she was dragged over to the bed where the bands tightened down on the bedposts. The more she fought, the tighter the bands became till they were biting into her flesh. Looking up, she saw Jackson leaning up against the wall, watching her closely. If I have to gag you, I will, he said softly. You will hear my side of the story. Hi, this is Diana Kilpack. I hope you've enjoyed this week's chapter of The Pawn, the first book in the Appalachian Storm series. Until next week, and our imaginations meet again, have a great day.